0: And thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody. And I've had a few problems with my recordings lately not saving, so here's crossing my fingers and hoping this one goes. I've definitely had a lot to talk about today, but the first thing I want to say, I am a grandma. Woohoo! I don't know that I ever foresaw this day coming, but you know, why wouldn't I? Um, My granddaughter was born today. Uh, Six pounds, 14 ounces She was born C-section And I am Totally stoked to meet her Um, Yeah, that's, that's just my Exciting point of the day And no matter all the bullshit that goes wrong today And all the problems I'm having with my Granddaughter's father, my son All that is out the wind You know what, there's a brand new life in this world And it's always another Opportunity for greatness And brings more meaning to all of us involved, I believe. Um, The other day, I was totally, totally stoked to record. I have a recording on here previously called Harley Hottie Fantasy, and it was basically a day that I was driving home in traffic, and there was an awesome looking guy on a motorcycle who is an excellent driver, but drives kind of like an asshole like me. And I was just totally enthralled and turned on. And I had another episode much like this the other night. And because things are screwed up with my Podbean, I could not record that. But let me just give you a flash. So driving down Parker Road in Colorado. Parker Road is uh, Denver down to Parker. But it's three lanes, four lanes sometimes on each side of the road. And anybody who's driven anywhere knows that there are idiots on the road that don't know how to drive or that go really slow while you're behind them and when you decide you want to pass them all of a sudden they speed up. So lots of dicks on the road and there was a big white truck who was just moving through traffic in a way I completely envy. Um, In a way that's a little more bold than I am but definitely smart. He knew which cars to avoid, which ones to get in front of, which ones to move around and he was hauling ass. So the exciting part for me was that I got to follow him And there was once or twice where we both got cut off pretty mean But we swerved swerved around him, we survived And it just, for some reason, driving gets my heart pumping I mentioned this once to uh, an old friend of mine who I used to drive out to see. And for a while it was a two-hour drive both ways Uh, Then he moved and it became a three-hour drive both ways And I know some people would say I was crazy to make those drives, um, but I really enjoyed the time with him and more than that, I just loved driving. I love the feel of the engine, you know, I don't wanna say beneath me, but I just love the speed. I love, I love driving and finding someone else who drives like me, but not in a dickish way, okay? There are assholes that I've run into on the road that are You know they're not smart they're not good with their driving they are just one of the idiots with a little more balls and those are not the people I like I like the people that can obviously drive that are aware of how many idiots are on the road and they deftly maneuver around them and I just it's really weird for me that I'm finding myself super attracted to people I've never even met people I can't even see because their windows are tinted But it gets my heart pumping, gets me a little turned on and excited and they probably have no clue that I'm even there. The guy in the truck probably had no clue that I was following him quickly through the little ins and outs he was making. I'm sure he was just trying to head home, but in my head, it was kind of a little fun game back and forth between the two of us. And I suppose that started many, many, many years ago when my ex-husband and I were together and we had two sedans and that was not when you have four kids a sedan is not enough to carry all of you in the same vehicle so oftentimes he and i drove our separate vehicles and i remember one time in particular we were coming back from boulder don't remember why we were up there but we were coming back from boulder and coming back from boulder on highway 93 or is it 36 don't recall but it's a two-lane highway each way and trying to move around assholes In that environment is a little difficult And as we were driving back to Denver There was particularly There was a particularly annoying driver Who was on my ass I was in the fast lane Marcos was in the next lane And this guy was completely on my ass So I go ahead and I slow down And I get behind Marcos Who immediately cuts over And gets in front of this guy So, Marcos is in front of this guy, I'm on the side of this guy, and we both slow down to like 40 miles an hour. (laughs) The fucking highway was like 65, and dude was pissed. But, oh my god, was that exhilarating. I mean, Marcos and I were probably both laughing, both enjoying ourselves, and both giving a big fuck you to the asshole that we trapped. Uh (laughs) There were other times with Marcos when driving separate cars. There was one time we were both coming up by 25, getting ready to get off on 84th Avenue. And as I was getting over into the fast lane, I did not look over my shoulder. We all know that's a big no-no, right? That's a blind spot. And I did not look over and I cut off this guy. This dude pissed. Honking at me, yelling at me like I can see him flipping me off in my rear view mirror and I'm just like, Jesus, this guy's mad. However, Marcos was paying attention and saw this guy giving me shit. So I pull over, get off, you know, get off on my exit. This guy is still behind me. So I'm like, all right, I need to pull over to see what the fuck is up. So I pull over, get out of my car. This guy pulls over, gets out of his car, starts coming at me with his arms raised, yelling at me about how I'm an idiot and I'm not paying attention. And one second later, Marcos pulls up behind the car, gets out of it and goes, yo, dude, that's my wife. You got a fucking problem? And I'll tell you, this guy fucking turned tail, got in his car and took off. And Marcos, thank you. That is one time in my life that I can say I was really grateful for your presence, for your protection. And it was just really interesting. I don't know if this guy would have really wanted to go fist to cuffs with me. I mean, I was a young lady. I had my two little kids in the back seat. But boy, did he look like he wanted to box. And Marcos being six foot tall, I don't know, 200 pounds, can be an intimidating figure. And I don't think this guy planned to have anybody else come up. So as crazy as that was, it's still a good experience for me. Um, Again, I know, I'm sorry I'm talking about traffic, but I am driving. I had another experience when I was coming home from work. I had all four of my kids in the car, just picked them up for my moms. I'm trying to get home so we can make dinner. And the guy in front of me all of a sudden like slows down. We've got a green light and I can see that he's on his phone. And this was just before they made the texting law where you can't text while driving. But they had warned about it, you know, be safe, look out, pay attention, don't text. And this guy's totally on his phone. So I honk at him as loud as I can, swerve around him, cut him off and go to my house. This motherfucker followed me, okay? I get to my house As I'm getting out of my car He gets out of his car And he's yelling at me He's like What the fuck That was totally inappropriate Blah 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 And I said You sir Were on your phone texting And he goes I wasn't texting I was reading an email Let me let that sit For just a second He was reading a fucking email And I was like Dude Even worse Like are you kidding me and as he starts stepping up to me, I mean, this is just a thing in my life, apparently. As he starts stepping up to me, my good friend Ed pulled up behind the guy. And he gets out of his car, and he's like, yo, man, is there a problem? The guy looked super startled and was like, no, no, I just, you know, she, she was just driving inappropriately, and, and she cut me off. And I looked to Ed, and I said, not that you're the judge, but this motherfucker was reading an email while he was driving. And Ed goes, I'm sorry? And the guy goes, I wasn't texting. And I said, no, you're reading a fucking email So guy gets in his car and leaves And I just, maybe it's me Maybe I bring this out in gentlemen I don't know But kind of interesting to me How men can be so ballsy And so intimidating When it's just a woman But yet when another man shows up Kind of reminds me of the bullying situation You know, you're only as tough as you feel When your opponents are smaller or less intimidating, less—I I don't know. But had it not been for Marcos, had it not been for Ed, you know, I don't—I don't really know if I would have ended up in a ditch or how that would have gone. But despite those, or maybe because of those interactions, I love driving. I love going around idiots. I love speeding when I can. I love hauling ass on e 470. It's fun and exciting to me, and I don't think it. So far, it doesn't cost me a whole lot um, So, sorry about the driving thing But once again, Jody had an exciting, heart-pumping experience With someone that she will never, ever meet And maybe that is just, just going to be the name of the game for me I don't know But today is a good day If anyone's listening, today is a good day I do not often have those In fact, last week was a very, very rough week for me Um, As far as depression goes, as far as no motivation, as far as uh, just, you know, nothing's going to get better. I don't know why I'm doing this. The struggle doesn't seem worth it. And fortunately, I must be in an upswing. Um, Been having problems with my medication. If anybody knows, I am bipolar with a depressive disorder. And I was on medication five, six, seven years ago, I was seeing a psychiatrist taking five different medications, one mood stabilizer, two antidepressants, one medication to help me sleep at night and Xanax for my anxiety. I did that for a good five-year regimen and at some point I started to question, is this really me? Uh, When things weren't going well or not the way I expected, now I had a new thing to blame and that was maybe the meds, maybe it wasn't me. And I think I would have stayed on that regimen, however, had it not been for me ending up in jail. And while in jail, of course, the jail does not... They try to give you all the medications you're supposed to be on, but some of them, like Xanax, they cannot give in jail. Mood stabilizers, I would have to wait to see their clinical psychologist or psychiatrist, which could be months to... ever. And so being in jail, I... My medication stopped quite rapidly. Then, getting out of jail, I had lost my job. I had lost my car. I had lost, was about to lose my home. And medication was not top priority. So, it's been, again, four or five years since then. And life being bipolar, life with a dual diagnosis, shall I say, being bipolar and being an addict is difficult. When I go to seek counseling or help for my addiction, they are usually unable to also help me with my bipolar. And same is true if I go for treatment with my bipolar, they are usually not geared to also treat me for my addiction. So, in reality, you cannot treat one without treating the other. This is a hard lesson that I have learned. They both have to be attacked and handled at the same time. So, after couple of rough past couple years and finally getting myself on track realizing that the path I was on was not conducive it was not going to get me back the life I feel I lost it really was just stagnant I was stagnant I was stagnant I was using I was drunk but stagnant nonetheless Um, things kind of fell apart um, my current life as it was dropped out from underneath me this March and the plans that I thought were going to be my pathway to health and happiness taken out from underneath me um, we've all been there, right? we've all been on a path where we thought things were going great and holy shit, all of a sudden you find out your girlfriend's cheating on you or you find out that your boyfriend is secretly a gambling addict and all of a sudden your life is no longer what you thought it was. And that's where I was in March. When I finally decided, medication may be what I need to get back on. Handling life was not something I was doing well. I went ahead gung-ho. I quit, Uh, quit using. I did my best to stop drinking and I went to see someone who was aware of my addictions, was aware of my bipolar, was aware of my depression, and I gave it 100% by going in there clean. Being on mental health medications and using drugs is horribly dangerous, just very dangerous. These are two chemicals that you are mixing, one which is pharmaceutical and supposedly you know supposedly meant to be put in your body to produce good things and the other is something that oh you know I've heard you can make it with contents underneath your kitchen sink so putting those into my body and putting mood stabilizers I knew would not wasn't going to work so got clean been on this medication for a couple months Uh, hated it at first slept all the time I slept all the time I could not be awake for more than six hours at a time because of this shit eventually kind of mellowed out um, found out that being on a mood stabilizer where my mood is stable my stable mood is depressed that's kind of a bummer to find out but once we knew that we could then try to treat my depression so that is the path I've been on Um, come to find out my bipolar medication my mood stabilizer is much like birth control You miss one day, you could fuck everything up. And I did not know how sensitive this medication was until I started having, you know, my usual depressed days where I don't get out of bed. And that means I don't get up, I don't eat, I don't drink, I don't take my meds. And after a couple days of this, then getting back on my medication, I was getting horrible canker sores. If anyone doesn't know what a canker sore is, basically it's an ulcer in your mouth. When I was young, my mother always told me that I got canker sores from eating too much candy. I don't know if that was true, but I believed it. So, even as an adult, when I get a canker sore, I think, Shit, I must be eating too much Skittles, too much Starburst. I love candy. So, I just assumed it was that. However, every couple weeks, getting these canker sores, And these are killer fucking canker sores, folks. I'm talking, I can't even swallow without pain. Let alone eat or drink. Um... Really didn't know what to do I just thought Again, I was eating too much candy I wasn't getting a good diet Uh, Eventually, at some point I googled Canker sores and lamotrigine Which is the medication I'm on Lo and behold It can be a side effect And what's more dangerous about the side effect Is it could be, I believe Steven Johnson syndrome Which Can literally cause your skin To slough off Like, touch my skin, rub it, and it will just come right off in your hand. That is a side effect of the Melchidrine if you do not take it on a regular basis. This is part one. I'm hoping it'll save. I'm hoping I can upload it, and I will do a part two in a little bit. Thank you for listening. This is Jaded, and I'm Jody.